morning and welcome Get the Pacemakers Patriot Radio News Hour on a Tuesday. I'll call it Volatility Tuesday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. All the social media stuff's out there. The metals plan's out there. If you want to do a hard assets IRA, it's out there. The shopping cart, you name it, we got it. Of course, the news to keep you all comfortably disturbed. And Wow, what do you make of it? The Dow uh, down 1,175 points yesterday, uh, down as much as over 1,500 points. We're going to talk about that. We'll cover it all. Uh, the the whole market been whipsawing around all morning. Right now, everything's down, but not not a ton. Uh, but every five seconds, it, it seems to change. We'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, a bunch of other things are going to come. Jolts was out. Uh, man, the Jolts, for those of you that don't know, that's jobs, right? How many jobs are out there? How many jobs available uh, fell again? A matter of fact, at a seven-month low, uh, we'll see how does that translate into this great new jobs economy that we're uh, allegedly in. We had trade deficit data, and it was worse than expected. More money leaving the United States. Uh, it's going to be a, a drag on the revisions for fourth-quarter GDP Um if nothing else changes and the trade data is the only thing that really changes, you'll have a revision downwards to fourth quarter GDP. I think we finished the year at just under $600 billion. That was the trade deficit for the year. Uh, the, the December trade deficit was over $53 billion. Uh, it was the highest number of the year. Uh, all of that stuff. Uh, we have the Treasury Secretary's out today uh, doing a much better job than the last time that he was out in public. We'll cover all of that, and we'll get to it all. But before we do, and this is, a, a, I guess, a local slant, but another sign of what is real. Not, not, the, not the fake bubbles. Not not the overhyping that we always get in the sensationalist and and sensationalizing of headlines and all of it stuff that's really real. Maricopa Community College District is going to eliminate football. Uh, for those of you that don't know, that's the JUCO uh, Junior College Football Programs. Arizona has uh, we don't have a lot of four year colleges here. You know, we, we have, uh, I'll call it the big three, right, ASU, U of A, NAU. Uh, we have Grand Canyon, and then we have two NAI. Well, we just got a second. We have Arizona Christian, and then we just got this one, Ottawa, uh, that just opened. But that's it. Those are the only four-year schools in the entire state. Uh, we have a tremendous junior college system in, in Arizona. The football piece of that is renowned throughout the country. I mean, a lot of these kids that play in the Arizona Junior College uh, programs go on to play at the major level. Uh, the Maricopa County Community College District officials announced yesterday 
that they are ending the football programs for the junior colleges. It's overseas, which is Phoenix College, Phoenix Community College, Scottsdale Community College, Mesa, and Glendale Community College. Although this is a disappointment to our student athletes, coaching staff, and football fans, it is ultimately the right decision for the district. As an essential resource to the community and the business and businesses, we must be responsible for the financial resources that we have been entrusted with. And essentially, they said, hey, cost too much money. Right? We, we don't have the money, no more football, and, and it, it hits close to home. You know, my, my oldest son and both of my sons are both very good football players. My older son is, is going to be playing football in college. Matter of fact, uh, he's heading up on his official visit next week. But I know several, several kids that have committed to play uh, for a couple of these schools that are mentioned here, and and what a sad time we live in. You know, we think about, and this is Arizona, and I say that because you know this is you know this state's growing. You know, people moving in here, and and we're. We're allegedly, you know, you hear the governor talk about, oh, we're, you know, everything's fine. Of course, we know different, right? All the functions, all the, all the pensions aren't being funded, and all this other stuff. And now we're, we're, we're taking away opportunities uh, for, for the kids of this country, and it, it just sickens me. It really does. And it's just the thing. And, and really, when they, when they talked about the whys, one of the things they brought up was, oh, the cost of insurance. The cost of maintaining the stadiums, the cost of this, the cost of that. It just costs too much. And you think about the opportunity, and and at least for the kids that I know, a lot of them, they're just a little immature, right? They need a a little more time. Maybe they they weren't ready yet uh, to go to the big college yet, and they needed a couple of years to get there. You know, grow up a little bit, get their academic house in order uh, to end up at at uh, and getting a four year degree somewhere. And a lot of these guys, you know, they'll go on to junior colleges, right? They got a chance to make some money. The really good ones that you know they'll end up at the big programs and then on their way to the pros. And and uh, just sad, really is. It's a sad day for me. I was heartbroken to hear about it. Uh, this will be the final season uh, for those JUCO college programs. But there's no inflation. We'll be right back. 800 uh, That's the sign of the times, I guess. You know, I went to, when I went to school, you know, you had art. You had wood shop. My school had auto mechanics. I mean, you had all that stuff. Plus all the sports programs. Now, now you have a school here or a school there that may have one of those, right? And 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 by but by and large, none of the high schools have any of that stuff. And now the colleges dropping football. I mean, what's next? Basketball and base, right? Eventually, they're all going to be gone. And they talk about how there's no inflation, and it's all these things that you don't really think about. Right? 
the the school saying, "Hey, listen, just the just the upkeep on the on the fields and and the insurance cost for the you know for playing football and now you know then you look at what now we got insurance cost for basketball and so right because all these kids get you know they get hurt and yes, football may be more than others, but that's just the beginning. And it's just sad, just heartbreaking for me because I I know uh, how important uh, the this is to a lot of kids uh, that that play sports and and what sports has done not only for me but what it's done for my kids all all the kids uh, that my my sons are friends with I mean this is an important part of what they do and it's just a sad day sad day. Um, the JUCO program for Maricopa Community Colleges are going to be ending football uh, at every one of the junior colleges that that are under their umbrella, uh, citing costs. Don't have enough money to play football anymore. Uh, the Dow swinging wildly. Let's talk about it. So yeah, you know the Dow right this second is down 50 points. I will tell you during the commercial break. The Dow has been. Uh, as high as plus six, and as low as 167. Just in the few minutes that we were on commercial break, uh, somebody has a headline saying that today the Dow has swung a th- 950 points, and the Treasury Secretary came out and said that somebody told him, Steve Mnuchin, said market professionals told him that market activity is orderly with no uh, systemic issues. Yesterday, when the Dow was crashing, some people on uh, the billionaire channels were speculating that this was a flash crash and that maybe it was a fat finger. None of that was true. Uh, That ended up not being the case. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, so the Dow was down 300 uh, points, and then it was down 600, then it was down 800, and then in a matter of, I, I don't even know, a couple of minutes, it was down 1,600. And then it ended up coming all the way back to down 800, finished down, let's call it, you know, round it, round it to 12, down 1,200 points, 1,175. What really happened is all of the trading today, you know, we have the ETFs and all of this, and we're starting to find out there's some flaws in the system. Because all of the algorithms that are in these ETFs and really in the new computer trading system, they all work wonderfully when things are boring. And, and or I'll say, uh, and boring is probably the right word when there's not a lot of volatility, and the market isn't you know gyrating a lot or down or up a lot. They work really well. But when you have big market moves, we're starting to find out there's a lot of danger in there. Yesterday. For some of you, for most of you, wherever you had your money, it doesn't matter if it was in, uh, in an IRA or a 401k, or, but if you had your money and it was managed, 
uh, and, and, or, or you had, even if you're on your own, you had a, a stop out. Hey, when blah, 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 ETF gets to this level, sell. Well, you had all these machines all selling all at the exact same moment. <laughs> because a lot of them have, you know, as, as math goes, they all come up with kind of the same price point. Okay, well, we bought it here, and it's gone up to here, and now it's falling. When it gets to here, every, you know, all, all the other ones sell. So they all sell instantaneously. And for those people, for those couple of minutes where the Dow did the most damage, that's where most people got sold out at, right at the dead bottom because of all of the algorithm. There just wasn't enough money there, right? And, and if there had just been, we're talking about probably fractions of a second of delays. The market would have still ended up down at, you know, 1,100 and something points. But you wouldn't have had that big spike down uh, where most people got exhausted. You know, their, their losses got magnified. And one of the things I'm telling you right now, they're, they're talking about the Treasury Secretary trying to say uh, that the, you know, the algorithms, the algorithm trading, definitely had an impact on the market. What they're not telling you is you got screwed yesterday. And guess what? You're going to continue to get screwed. Every time we're going to have these big volatile moments and all of these uh, programs firing off, you're going to pay for it. One of the things they didn't anticipate with all of these great new trading boards, one of those unintended consequences uh, to what happened in the stock market yesterday, and, and they're trying to cover it up today, and they're trying to, to 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 act like it's not that big of a deal, and in the scheme of things, it may not be. But any time, you know, you, you lose more money than you should, you should be worried about it, right? That, that shouldn't happen. But yet, there it was yesterday, and it's going to happen again. But let's talk about Having said that, right, that's just the market today. And you think about, here it is, we're in the modern age and all this great technology, and we can't come up with a better way to where the average guy, because let's face it, right, the billionaires, they're not going to get hurt by it. <laughs> just you guys are. Just us. But let's talk about the market. You know, the... They talk about, you know, the Dow's at 24,300, right? We, we lost the gains for the year, and everybody, and rightfully so, it was overdue, we needed a correction, and, and we, I mean, when you think about it, we, we went from the, the day Trump won the election to last week, right, without any correction at all. So that part is absolutely true. Where do we go now? Is the is this a buying opportunity? Is this a selling opportunity? Is this an opportunity at all? And why is it happening now? I mean, we just got the tax cut, right? And they're they. I mean, if you turn on the the billionaire channels, they act like this. It's 
We're killing it out there. And I get it, right? They want to be they want to be positive and upbeat because they're the ones that pushed for the big tax cuts and all that stuff. And and we've got a different type of president, right? Donald Trump likes to cheerlead the economy. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if that's good or if it's bad. I will say that if the stock market continues crashing, it could make the midterm elections tough. Right? I mean, that's one of the things that, that I worry about is, hey, did these guys set them up? Right? Ran up the, the stock market. Now here it is crashing down. It's going to crash into the election. And the Democrats are going to get control of the Senate and possibly control of the House. And they're going to, you know, turn it against him. But that's something that's not for me. That's a different program, right? You can get that somewhere else. Let's just look at what really has happened. So on election night, the Dow was 18,332 points. Right, We're now you know, well off the highs here, but it's at 24,000. Well, here you go. This how quickly moved. The Dow just fell 100 points in about two seconds. Uh, 24,230. What we what they don't tell you is how did we get to 18,000? How did we get to the 26, almost 27,000, somewhere 26 and change? How did we get there? And remember how we talked about uh, P.E. ratios, and I was telling you how they're at all-time record highs. What really has happened is the Federal Reserve, the central bank, and not just ours, all of them, they have deliberately mispriced debt, and they've done it on purpose. And you're like, well, I don't understand. What does that mean, they've mispriced debt? What does that have to do with the stock market? Okay. First of all, the stock market is debt. I mean, that's what you're when you're buying a stock, you're loaning money right, to a company. I mean, that's what it is. It's a debt market. They mispriced debt by taking down interest rates to zero and leaving them for nine years. That's that was their goal. Right? Their the thought process on that is by making debt cheap, companies will borrow it, and when they borrow it, they're going to spend it, and it used to be they'd spend it on what? Factories and, and building new stuff, maybe some R&D. Of course, now they just spend it on buying back their own stock, but neither here nor there. That, that's how the, the thought goes. And by them spending it, the economy gets better, and then you can start raising rates again. So when you think about the Dow at 18,000 when, when the election occurred, know this. If the 10-year note had been at just 5%, which would have put the Fed funds rate at, at a, somewhere between 25 to 3%, which would be historically all-time lows. The Dow wouldn't have been at 18,000. Probably would have been around 12. 
maybe 12. Maybe it could have been a little less, but let's say, you know, my, my, I'm thinking that's probably 12, 13, something like that. Then the Dow runs up to tw- almost 27,000, right? And they say because of the tax cut, right? The tax cut was the momentum behind 18 to 27. Well, the part that changed was the interest rates. Right? The Federal Reserve has been raising rates. The first four or five times they raised rates, the bond market didn't do anything. Mostly because the Federal Reserve and the other central bankers were buying all the debt, right? Again, on purpose, mispricing debt. Now the debt market is starting to to price in some of this. And so the stock market, the debt markets, are going to have to readjust. So when you think about a 10-year note, the 10-year note yesterday got to 288. And by the time, and that was when we were asleep, by the way. It was about 285. Uh, for most of the the U.S. trading markets. And the Dow was having a huge heartburn over it. We're going to talk about where the Dow is headed next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. If money talks, the loudest noise in America would be an article published last December entitled, Congress Must Act on the Dreamers. Legislation to protect the nearly 700,000 illegal aliens known as Dreamers, the article insists, is a political, economic, and moral imperative. Delay is not an option, the authors wrote, ignoring the backlog of unfinished business in Washington. Congress must act before the end of the year. Well, with that deadline passed, a movement is afoot to make this a litmus test for candidates seeking to raise campaign cash for races this year. The op-ed was signed by Charles Koch, who shares a $97 billion fortune with his brother David. The Koch brothers are aligned with the never-Trump Republicans who have undermined much of President Trump's agenda. Charles Koch is a businessman, and he likes to get his money's worth when he spends it. After striking out the past two years with their political agenda, the Koch network of mega-donors could be making support of DACA a litmus test for Republican primary candidates in the 2018 election cycle. Koch was joined by co-author Tim Cook, who succeeded the late Steve Jobs as CEO of Apple. Cook supports many liberal causes, and his corporate practices at Apple hardly commend him to lecture about what is best for America. Apple stashes hundreds of billions of dollars, that's billions, not millions, of its profits overseas in order to avoid paying taxes in the United States and thereby avoid investing it in American workers here. Moreover, Apple's claims of employing a few hundred dreamers, far less than 1% of its workforce, in mostly low-skilled jobs, would not ordinarily attract the attention of a CEO. 
But Cook and Coke are not just in favor of entitlements for hundreds of thousands of dreamers, but also for many millions of other illegal aliens. Tim Cook and Charles Coke declare in their article, If ever there were an occasion to come together to help people improve their lives, this is it. But where's the compassion for helping Americans improve their lives? Well, ending benefits for illegal aliens would do exactly that. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Illegal immigration burdens our schools and social services and opens doors to criminals and terrorists. Outdated visa programs divert jobs from Americans. PhyllisSchlafly.com chronicles these outrageous unfair practices and provides answers. Go online to PhyllisSchlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. He was backwards, backwards. Welcome back, 800-951-0592. I know you're, you're financial advisors. They're, oh, no, it's just the markets are breathing. It's okay. Is it? Debt has been mispriced on purpose. It's one of the tools of the toolkit of the central bankers. Right? And this is this is their fix it plan. That was their great plan. You know what? We've got a debt problem. I know. I got a great idea. Let's just misprice the debt and therefore everybody will think it's okay again. I can't tell you how many hundreds of companies are now what I call zombies. The only reason they're still here is because they mispriced debt, and they're all going to be gone once the debt gets repriced. And we could have had this stuff cleaned up a decade ago. So when you look at what happened, debt was priced at about 2%, right, 2.1. Talking about the 10-year note. And it was at 2%. Man, for a couple of years now, right? Maybe three, three plus. Anywhere from two and a half was like the high to one and a half over the last, say, ten years. Been in that range between one and a half and two and a half percent for ten years. All of it deliberately underpriced, significantly underpriced, which meant that the debt instruments like the like stocks right are overvalued bonds overvalued now the the federal reserve says hey we can start to normalize and we're just going to do it a little bit <laughs> right and we think it's going to be okay it's going to be a okay well we went from about 2.1 we got to 285, and the Dow's lost 2,000 points. And the Federal Reserve, by most accounts, is going to raise rates, depending on who you talk to, right, somewhere between two and four more times. So let's just split the difference and say three, which would mean that the 10-year note 
right, since we are normalizing, will be somewhere approaching 4%. At 4%, the Dow is going to go back to 18,000. And I say that because when the Dow was 18,000, it probably should have been, what, twelve or 13000 And we did give a big tax cut to, to all of the companies that are on Wall Street. Which, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just going to, you know, give a blanket. Okay, that's worth 5,000 points, 6,000, whatever it is. But repricing the debt, and, and remember this, just, just so you know. That would, in history of debt, a 10-year note between 375 and 4% outside of the last dozen years would be at all-time record lows outside of one, like, eight-month period right after 2001, right, when Trump, or uh, Greenspan took uh, rates down to 1%. And I think the 10-year note got you know, right around that four number. So when they sit there and they say, and so here's the thing, here's the problem. If these people are right, and I say these people, the the stock market cheerleaders are right. And, man, Jeannie, it's coming! I don't think it is, but maybe it is. Maybe it really is coming, right? Maybe maybe we get something close to 4%. All of that means is the debt market's going to continue to reprice even higher. So therefore, uh, the, the odds of the stock market continuing to rally like it did, and let's face it, nothing goes up 40% in a year without, you know, there, there's... It averages out. It just does. It always does. If they're wrong and there is no great rebound, then maybe the Federal Reserve kind of stops at, you know, where they're at as far as more rate hikes go. And, they you know, they only raise it two or three times this year. And they're like, well, you know what, we didn't get that growth. Well, now there's no growth, so the Dow isn't going to rally again. That's just the, you know, when you look at it logically, if the debt markets are really going to reprice at all, then all of the bubbles that were created by the misprice are going to come back. And if the the economy grows, and, and, if, and that's an if, well, then the rates are just going to go higher, right? Because you got to remember, a normal 10-year note would be somewhere around 7-8%. We're at 2-8. Just something to think about. BlackRock today, and actually this was yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry, I said BlackRock, Blackstone, the other black. Uh, they said that stocks are going to fall as much as 20% this year. Market volatility surging Opinions about what is coming next for the markets. Uh, speaking to CNBC, 
uh, President and COO Tony Jane said that the equity market could fall by as much as 20%. That talking about every historic norm. Every historic norm. Says stocks are, and I'm quoting here, very, very fully valued. That's a nice way of saying, hey, the debt markets are overpriced. Adding that the markets could de- de- to- could decline by as much as 20%. Say, if you're worried about interest rates, if you're worried about inflation, if you're worried stimulus could be the thing that tips us over into a rate spike. See, and this is what he... Exactly what I'm telling you. Think about it. Good news would be bad. And what I mean by that is if the economy does pick up, if inflation picks up, if stimulus picks up, it's going to actually have the exact opposite effect. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Yesterday, we ran a special on the AU $20 Saint, and I just was tickled to death with it. You know, it was $1,365, and you got an ounce of silver to go along with it for the same price, 1365 This morning, I came, I come in, and I have uh, you know th- this email alert, and it's from uh, the the largest wholesaler in the world, the same wholesaler that was uh, offering those AU Saints yesterday, saying that they had a better deal today on Mint State sixty two Saint God. And that I could sell the Mint State 62 St. Gauden for the same price that I sold the AU St. Gaudens yesterday. And I was like, oh, man. And I said, Wendy, when Wendy started talking about it, I said, well, you know, we got these people that bought yesterday. And I said, they'll be mad. You know, come out and, you know, one day later, hey, you know, I got a better deal. So Wendy had, you know, Wendy's a little smarter than I am. Said, "Well, why don't you just give everyone who bought yesterday the sixty twos instead?" And I went, "That's a great idea." So if you bought yesterday and you bought the AU Saints yesterday, you're going to get Mint State sixty twos. For those of you that didn't buy yesterday, you get a better opportunity today. So Mint State sixty two, and these are NGC PCGSs, the best in the business. Mint State, 62 Saints. And it, it's incredible. I mean, an ungraded Saint is 1380. So now you got VF, XF, AU, BU, MS, 6061. So you're going up seven grades, and you're going to pay $15 left. Th- 1365 for Mint State, 62 Saints. And I'm still going to give the, the silver. So for every one you buy, you get an ounce of silver. 
$1,365, you're going to get a $20 Saint, MS-62, and an ounce of silver for 1365 at 800-951-0592. By the way, so gold's had an interesting day today. In the electronic market after gold closed in New York, gold spiked a little bit. Uh, right now, gold's down 3 bucks. Thirteen. I'm going to round up a little bit. Thirteen hundred and thirty dollars. I think Kitco though will say uh, that it's down like seven or eight. Most of that was some electronic stuff. The dollar was rallied. It got to ninety and is now selling back off again, back down to eighty nine uh, in change. But one of the things that happened during the sell off is a lot of people were looking for safety, and and the ten year note went from. 285 to 270. Now today it's back to 277. I know that's all confusing, uh, but it's just an example of, hey, you know what? I want to be out of the stock market, and I'll take whatever measly return I can get. They call that the flight to safety. Uh, it gave the dollar a little bit, but not very much. Uh, and now, at least, at least for right now, uh, the dollar is giving up the gains that it had uh, and like I said, the 10-year note is get going back in the wrong direction uh, for the stock market. But today, you know, one of the things that, you know what, I think why people like doing business with us is stuff like today. I, listen, I don't know what's going to be out there when I show up in the morning. They sell me. Uh, but anyone that bought yesterday, free upgrades uh, to the MS-62 Saints today. MS-62 Saints. 1365 and you get an ounce of silver for every one you buy uh, at 800-951-0592 and just think about it the only way i see i guess you, you really three things i think could happen right now we could continue on this path where inflation expectations continue to rise and the tax cuts kick in. And, and on Monday, Trump's going to announce his infrastructure thing. I don't know if that's going to work. Uh, remember, he wants to spend $150 billion a year or an extra nine. He wants to add an extra $90 billion a year to the national debt uh, for 10 years. We still got the debt ceiling and all that, but let's just say that the economy is moving in the right direction. Inflation's picking up. You got that 10-year note going to continue to rise, which is really going to make it hard for Wall Street. Right? I actually think in that scenario, the Federal Reserve kills the rally, raises rates until the stock market crashes. That's one option. Right? That's one thing that could happen. Another option could be the economy doesn't really rebound. The Federal Reserve doesn't want the stock market to fall too much, so they back off. And, and then I think the Dow kind of, you know, hangs out where it's at. You know, there's 24,000, 25,000, who knows? The other option is. We don't get the great pickup, but the inflation stays, right? Phoenix Community, Comaricoba Community Colleges cancels football. Why? Too expensive. Right? This and that, all this stuff's too expensive. 
Real estate prices too expensive. Commercial real estate too expensive. Stock prices too expensive. Getting gas in the car too expensive. Putting tires on your car too expensive. Paying rent too expensive. The uh, your your credit card minimum payments too expensive. Your auto loan payments too expensive. Everything's too expensive. So the Fed still has to keep raising rates. And then the Dow goes the other way. I think it's going to be one of those three. I don't know what's going to happen today. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Dow down a 1,000 points or up a 1,000 points today. I really wouldn't. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, this just hitting here. Uh, Goldman Sachs has now come out and said that the wage data released the other day. In other words, the one that, you know, wage data is up 2.9%, wage growth, right, is inflation. And, of course, I told you, believe it or not, the Americans made less money. Right? They made less money in January than they did in December, but yet the you know, the report said that wages grew. Goldman Sachs, in a note to their clients, said that the wage data released last week did not actually reflect what the real wages are, and that they have pushed down their own wage growth tracker I guess that's you know everyone's tracking everything they said that uh, the that the wage growth over the last couple of years has actually been falling short and that long-run declines in trend productivity growth that in the trend labor shares are currently still weighing on wage growth and they have all these charts, you know, and all this analytics and all of these other things. But essentially, according to the note inside of inside Goldman's note to their clients, said that the share of uh, at the largest 50 firms does not reflect what the report stipulated in their wage growth calculations, and that they said that wage growth. Uh, really, uh, what they say, labor market uh, concentration for about a 1% hit to the level of wages. So Goldman Sachs coming out. Of course, you know what, though? You don't have to wait for them. And I'll just tell you. I told you that on Friday. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, there there it is. I, I don't know. You know, I, again, I... I I, I don't want to. I don't predict what Wall Street is going to do, uh, but but all as I know is they're just repricing debt. When you look at all of the growth in the stock market, it was just that they mispriced the debt and said, "See, we fixed it." And not only did they reprice the debt, they've doubled the size of debt, right? And at least doubled, right? And it's going to double again here in the next ten years. So all of this debt repricement games that they played have now put us in this this horrible position where if, if we the economy does grow, they've got to kill it. 
because inflation is going to be everywhere. And the fact of the matter is the American worker is dead broke. And Goldman Sachs released a note out to their clients over the weekend. So not surprising, is it surprising the Dow was down 1,200 points yesterday? Goldman, maybe it was Goldman-led. I don't know. I'm speculating that. I'm guessing. But, uh, again, I think uh, you need to take the time, put it away. I didn't even get to the China. China's buying all the – China and Russia are buying gold like crazy. I'll do that tomorrow. Uh, gold consumption in China hits a new record high. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, right now, uh, everything's kind of teetering back and forth. The Dow isn't up. It isn't down. But there's a lot of the day left here. Uh, MS-62 Saints. $1,365, which is about $35 over spot with an ounce of silver to go along with it at 800 951